Welcome to another episode of the Luke Humphrey Running Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Humphrey, and our mission is to help you maximize your training through a blend of science and practicability. So let's get going. All right. Hey, welcome back, guys. It's Luke with LukeHumphreyRunning.com. And uh, today we're going to talk about strength recovery intervals, right? So last week we talked about the uh, recovery for speed workouts. And if you didn't uh, catch that one, uh, I'll have it posted in the show notes uh, slash blog post. So um, you'll catch up on that. But uh, uh, this week I just want to talk about the next group of repeats that we do in the marathon training. And those would be the uh, strength repeats. Traditionally, these are done at 10 seconds faster than marathon pace per mile. Uh, you'll see them written as uh, MP minus 10 a lot of times. And if you're familiar with HMM at all, you'll recognize that the workouts are six by mile, four by mile and a half, three by two miles, and two by three miles. And so the recovery on those are a quarter mile jog recovery for the six by one, and the four by one and three by two each have a half mile jog recovery, while the two by three has the most recovery, which is one mile jog recovery. And so if you're looking at the recovery from a ratio standpoint, then the amount of recovery we are getting from each repeat is is minimal compared to the amount of work that we're doing. But you have to also consider, though, that the intensity of the repeat is going to be far lower than, say, what we talked about in speed workouts last week. The other aspect to consider is the ability of the runner. The faster the runner, the closer that they're going to get to lactate threshold. So I'll use myself for, for an example. When I was at my peak, I would be training at 5 minutes to 5.05 per mile for the marathon, which then would make my strengths workouts at 4.50 to 4.55, uh, and then put that in perspective, my half marathon PR was about 4.50 to a mile. Um, so with me, it all tied in nicely, and it did mostly with all my teammates as well. We were all kind of in that same in that same boat. But I recognize, I fully recognize this, that if your goal marathon pace is, say, you know, 10 minutes a mile, then there's not a huge difference there between, you know, 9.50 and 10 minutes, right? So uh, a lot of you I see, you know, you'll post your workouts on our Facebook group or whatever the case is, and we'll see, like, oh, that you're, at, you're averaging close to 9.50 for your marathon tempos for, for a lot of you. So it's it, it doesn't feel the same way for you as it would for me. Like my intensity would be a lot higher than say somebody in that 10 minute range. So that's going to feel just more like a, um, a harder, easy run for some of you. Right. So, um, and there's a lot of reasons that that could be. Um, and we talked about this a little bit before, but you know, essentially maybe you aren't really sure where you're going to be going for a goal time. And so you're, we're basically just starting some point. Right. So, uh, but there's lots of situations where it might be, but any case, 9.50 might not feel significantly faster than your 10 minutes, and then you find yourself even cheating that down a little bit. But I think before we get into adjusting recovery for these, that we have to consider what we are trying to get out of these. And so for fast runners we just we just talked about, it's accumulating volume at or just under your lactate threshold. And by faster, I mean really anything of anything faster than say 730 or so and that's definitely a gray zone it's not an exact by any stretch of the imagination but for these people it'd really be they'd be really be in the danger zone if 
of their marathon pacing. So if you are, say, a goal pace of eight minutes a mile and you go out at 7.50 a mile, you run the risk of really crashing and burning if you continue on that 7.50. Like your room for error is a lot less than, say, that person who's at 10-minute miles and they go out at 9.50. They're not that's definitely not going to put them over the edge of lactate threshold. And so it's not going to be as dangerous for them to do that. Um, do I advise it? No, because I'd like you to be able to control your pace a little bit. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but it's a lot more dangerous the faster you are going out a little bit. So that's one thing to really, to really think about. You're not at LT, but you're not at a point, you're at a point where it's not going to be sustainable, right? And so you'll still be producing a lot of lactic byproduct and you're really going to be burning through um, carbohydrates at a faster faster pace if you're um, in that faster zone there so you really really want to be careful of that now for runners below that 330 that 330 range you, like I said really more the more close you get to being at four hours and beyond you're not producing those big amounts of byproduct like we talked about you're not producing a ton of lactic acid um, we're not really running that risk but we're st- really stressing the aerobic threshold which is kind of the point where, you know, we'll start seeing an inflection of lactic byproducts. So if you've ever seen a lactate curve, it's, you know, gradual, 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 boom, and then it just, and then it just starts exploding up. Um, so really aerobic threshold is really that point where you just start to see an increase in lactic production, but it's at such a low level that it's recycled back to the liver, the heart uses some, and then it's, you know, it's whatever is being produced is being utilized. But what it does mean is that we're starting to burn more carbohydrate than fat. So with with these folks, we're not necessarily working on improving lactate threshold as we would be with the fast runners, but rather we're trying to boost their fuel efficiency and accumulating harder miles closer to MP. So we're really kind of teaching you from a physiological standpoint, we're trying to teach the body to um, really get to that point where it's, we're just stressing the, the usage of carbohydrates. We're, so if we're just above that point, we can really kind of trigger the body to become better at burning fat. And so that's really the bigger thing that we're trying to get out of these than for the fast runners where we're actually in lactate threshold. So for, this, for the other runners, and I say slower runners, don't take that personal, but we're saying that um, you know, you're getting that LT development through the speed work where we're doing it more at like 10K pace, um, in that region, right? So we're still hitting those things and we're just doing different things to get those different thresholds, right? And so with you, it's really more, that's what's going to make you a better runner at this point is being better at burning fat. And so if we can just stress that with these strength intervals, you're going to develop, you're going to develop that a lot quicker. And so as for recovery, you know the trend, right? So the faster the repeat, it'll result in shorter repeats with a higher ratio of rest to work. As you creep down to LT range, the repeats lengthen out and the volume of rest increases, right? Or so in the volume increases, right? So for speed, we're doing three miles worth of work. We're do, we have a fair amount of recovery per repeat. As we creep down to something that's closer to LT in the lactate threshold range, um, so it's either, it still might be speed for slower runners, but those runners tend to not do those type of workouts to begin with, so it's already going to be a more volume for them. And then as we go to the strength stuff, for faster runners, it's going to be more LT, lactate threshold stuff, but we're going to also be increasing the, uh, we're going to be increasing the overall volume to six miles worth of work. And so for people who this is, um, say, the, the, the four-hour group, 
we're still doing that six miles worth of work, uh, but the uh, what we're trying to accomplish is, is changing. But overall, repeats lengthen out, volume increases, and rest of work ratio decreases. Um, let me change that really quick. Oh, don't want that to get in. That'd be the opposite of what we want. So once you get close to marathon pace, the work to rest ratio will be the lowest. And so that's where that's where kind of we get in that gray zone with strength repeats. Because so for some people, like the four-hour group, we're pretty close to MP, right? And so the rest does the rest still need to be that long. Um, so when I would do a workout, like say three by two miles, they would be done in say you know ten minutes per per repeat. A half mile jog recovery would be 345 to four minutes usually. So that'd be a ratio of 0.4 to one or about 40%. And so I do see faster runners do similar workouts when they're really truly LT um, and they'll do them with three minutes jog recovery. So we can see we're doing a little bit more. However, I'll say this, they're not usually training for a marathon. When I see some of the elites doing that, they're, they're training for half marathons, 10K, stuff like that. So that's really more important to them at that point, I think, than for us, what we're trying to accomplish with, with the marathon training. And, uh, but the point for us is that it's still, it's still fairly slow, or a very low recovery time, right? And, but let's say that you are doing the same workout at about 20 minutes of repeat. So that same three by two miles, we're doing at 10 minute pace, you know, roughly. A half mile jog might be closer to six to seven minutes, so you're still going to be pretty close to that 40% range, but the bottom line is your recovery is going to be less per the amount of work that you're, you're doing. So then the question becomes, should we adjust that? And, and when looking at it by the number standpoint, I'd lean towards the idea of, yeah, just, you know, we're still, you know, still fairly um, long recovery based on the pace of the work, but I think we have to look all the other factors too. So I keep looking back at the intensity of these, the volume and the timing of the workouts. And that kind of makes me pause a little bit on just making that decision to just say, okay, we'll just shorten the recovery up. And so first off, I'd like to say that if you're new to the philosophy, then don't make it harder than they are, right? Don't make those repeats harder than they already are. If you're art, but you, if, if you are comfortable with the workouts and your, and your pace is maybe getting way too fast but you're not really putting the effort in you're running naturally and you just look down at your watch and holy cow i'm 25 seconds fast maybe we maybe we consider that right so if we're in that 40 percent range for recovery maybe try decreasing the rate the recovery to 30 percent of the time doing work so say for instance if you're well just use if you're doing six by one mile at 10 minutes for your strength and you're doing um a quarter mile jog in three minutes uh, or four minutes, maybe we cut that down to three minutes or 30% or three minutes and, and see where you, so you can either try to get that quarter mile in, in three, three minutes instead of four minutes, or we just cut it down to three minutes and you go out and back a half mile or a, a minute and a half and then start your next repeat or whatever you want to do, but just do, maybe you do a, a time-based recovery instead of just doing a quarter mile. Easier thing I think that might be, be able to do is back the six by one mile off to a 200 meter jog or eighth of a mile uh, four by mile and a half into three by two cut that back to a quarter mile 
uh, and then the two by three, maybe cut back to a half a mile uh, jog recovery and just see how it goes, right? And so, you know, in your true recovery might be somewhere, that might be too short, but, but the other, the, the prescribed recovery might be too long. So maybe you settle in somewhere in the middle. You know, I don't know, I'm, I'm definitely open to um, experimentation on that, but I do think that um, if you, you've really got to be through the programs a couple times and you really have to know how you feel when you get to that strength block of, of training. So um, in essence, I'd want to be I'd want to be cautious, right? Because um, the, the word the other worry I have really is the timing of the workouts. So you'll be in peak volume of the training, right? So this is like weeks, you know, 10 to 18 or 12 to 18 of the classic plans and that's that's where people tend to really start feeling fatigued really start feeling tired so do you want to just make a workout even harder at that point and when in theory it might be like a good idea but in reality it might be better just to pull the reins back a little bit and just and just let that ride out as prescribed because the last thing you want to do is be uh, a workout hero but then not even make it to the starting line right so um, you really, really have to be to be careful on there. So um, I know I was pretty vague on this, but uh, I do think there is something to explore in the right situations. Uh, I think that's where I do think that's where being in our group, being in our run club, uh, having a coach, um, keeping really good track of your previous data, um, knowing what you were able to do during those those training cycles in the past um, those things should guide you having those conversations should guide you whether or not it's a, it's a really good idea um, and I would just consider like if you start doing these and you cut those recovery times on the strength but then all of a sudden now your workouts are starting to fade or you know you're never even hitting the paces on those workouts clearly something's got to give and if that's what you adjusted that's what needs to be re readjusted back to what it was before, right? So um, I think you have to be uh, careful on that. And so, make sure I didn't miss anything. So I, I, yeah, I think that's the big thing. I don't want you to take this as a free pass to just push the pace and then take less recovery. I want you to focus more on controlling the pace and recognizing the effort. And that's another big part of the strength workouts. So some of it's not even physiological, some of it's more mental based where you're in a place where you could push harder if you wanted to, but you've got to kind of put some control on there as well. And that's just as important in the marathon from saying, okay, I feel good, I'm just going to push harder, right? And so maybe that's not the best option to do when you're trying to marathon. And especially if patience isn't necessarily your best thing, strength workouts definitely give you um, an opportunity to work on those things. So um, that's the other thing that I would really consider. But um, I would say focus on controlling pace and recognizing the effort, and then see if you can maintain that pace with less recovery and handle that throughout the entire workout. So if you can do those things, then I th- I'd say it's okay. But if you, if you do them for a week or two and things start going downhill, fix it before it becomes unfixable, right? Or that time has to be taken off. And remind you, this is in the peak of the training, so this is where you're getting into crunch time, right? And so this is not the time that where you want to be forced into taking extra days off if you don't want have to, right? And so, again, 
if you do it, monitor it, but go into it thinking it through all the way before just deciding that you're going to reduce your recovery time. So any question, if you, if you, if you, if you go through those things, you go through that checklist type of setting and it, it makes sense to you to try it, give it a go. Um, and then just adjust if you need to. But, uh, uh, if you try it, best of luck, let us know how it goes and, uh, be happy to, um, happy to continue this conversation be really I'd really be um, inclined to see how it goes for people who try to do it so uh, that's it for today Uh, thanks for listening as always and uh, I will talk to you all later all right bye-bye thanks for listening to the Luke Humphrey running podcast with your host Luke Humphrey if you like our show and want to learn more please visit us at www.lukehumphreyrunning.com for blogs, podcasts, coaching, and training options. See you next time.